Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Kane. Hi, Kane, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Emma. You all right? So, if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and any heritage. Yep, yeah, um, a little bit about myself. I'm a local lad, Kane, from Hesham. I'm married. been married about eight years now. I've got three kids. Eldest is seven. Uh, middle child's four. They're both girls. And my youngest, he was a stillborn Um the, that happened two months ago, right. so it's still quite fresh, really. Um, but yeah. Gosh. Okay. The main rule of the non-perfect parents club is no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judging your parenting, and can you tell us about it? Uh, judge, yeah, judging parenting. I think as a dad, as a, as a male, really, in any any situation, getting judged happens really every day. Um, for example. Just for just think of one on the top of my head. Um, as a as a male, male, male parenting is very different to female parenting. Yeah. And as a male, as a dad, something so simple as getting your phone out in a park when your kid's there to take a picture of them, you're very you're under the spotlight. Yeah. So when I'm off, I'm I'm in the army, so I don't get a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. And when I am off, I um, try and do it as much as I can with yeah. the kids as much as I can. So on Fridays up at Overton School they do a assembly mm-hmm. which is like a worship and the parents can go into watch. Yeah. So every time I'm off I go I go into watch. Yeah. Um when the parents couldn't make it, they put in a group chat, can when the parents take some pictures of the summer mm-hmm. league award, my wife asked me to do it and I would never say no because you're depriving the other parents of that, that little moment with the child but mm-hmm. I felt so nervous getting my phone out yeah. to take a picture of another lad getting his awards, even though I got permission from his parents, I still felt very uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. people that in there that knew me would have known he's not my child. Yeah. Or if they didn't know that, they'd still probably be a bit like, well, yeah. who's he getting the photo of really there? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being judged, it does happen a lot really. As does a, it as bother a dad. you? Um, yes. Find, like the when I've recorded with mums, they've got so much to talk about, about judgement. Yeah. And then the couple of dads that I've recorded with, they... They have obviously been judged, but they're not bothered by it. So I tend to find, I'm just like thinking, is that a difference? Whereas mums are more conscious about it, whereas dads are just like, well, this is what I'm doing and that's that. No, yeah, no, yeah, I do agree with you. I was listening to a podcast previously of Kieran and he, he mm-hmm. stated that he, he wasn't bothered by it. Like, yeah. He's just kind of cracked on. He's a <laughs> strong, strong man, like, but I think everybody's different. And as, a, as myself, mm-hmm. I feel quite uncomfortable do, I think. Yeah. yeah but that's just normal some some people won't, won't care whether they yeah. like that but 
give credit to him in it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, my... that's a really interesting point that you've brought up there about, you know, like the taking the pictures and being on your phone and stuff, because that's maybe something that I wouldn't necessarily yeah. have thought of. Um, also, because I, I do have two young girls as well, mm-hmm. I think that's also a bit... Normally dads, you see dads, they take the sons, don't they? And, the, yeah. and then the mums take the daughters. Yeah. But like another, another reason, like example, I... Uh, we went swimming the other week during the school holidays. It's the same thing. You, you, you're taking your daughter into the, the shower, yeah. aren't you? you? You're then taking her into the change room and you're getting a, you're getting a change and dressed and dried and then switch in with swimming lessons. Every weekend, mm-hmm. Saturdays, the youngest goes and, the, and yeah. on the win- on the Sundays, the um, eldest goes. And I normally do them lessons. I don't mind. I'd rather get up at half eight or whatever it is. And yeah. Nine o'clock and I, I like to get out with them and do them lessons with them, see them doing it and see them improving but then you also have that dread of having to take them into the males changing rooms after <clears throat> also you the stuff with the males changing rooms it's it's not very, it's not a great place for a yeah. child and probably one thing moving forward i think people should probably try and do kids changing rooms yeah. i think with curtains and stuff like that and a bit more privacy, can, um, privacy possibly like. relate to that so i take my youngest swimming to her swimming lessons and there was a week where I couldn't do it and I'd asked my husband to take because he's normally at work so I'd asked him to finish yeah. early and take her and she didn't want to go with him. We ended up getting my eldest to go um, because she didn't want to go in the male changing rooms yeah. and even now if she thinks she wants her dad to come and watch her but she still wants me to come because she doesn't want to go To do the ladies yeah. part of that, yeah, yeah I understand that. Um, another one as well with like, being a dad going out with your kids Males' toilets are absolutely oh, horrendous. Yeah. I, I have this conversation with my wife all the time. I love doing my part mm-hmm. when we go out places. If it's a nice restaurant, yeah, I take my kids to the toilets and they need it. But because when they're still young, you still need a supervisor in, yeah, in doing yeah, that. Definitely. But when you go somewhere else, oh, some places are disgusting. And, and then the other day, I took my, my daughters to dancing, um, just dropped them off, they get their classic. Just before walking in, I need the mm-hmm. toilet. Went to the males, it was a mess. Oh. So I tried to open the females' doors, told them to go in, yeah. and I stand at the door, threw a big paddy, as you do, because yeah. they're, they're insecure, they don't know they don't know where they're going, it's yeah. the first time they've been there, and then I'm, I'm thinking back on my head, is, if I go in there, a woman comes in, it's yeah. it screams, as a, it's a movie, yeah. isn't it, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's the whole, yeah. oh my God, what, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. And I've always said, this is there does need to be a lot more, like, I don't know if provision's the right word, but for dads, like I always said, like, when... In the hospital when babies are being born and it really annoyed me that locally dad can't stay and i think they are trying to make slight changes to this now but it's that thing of dad doesn't usually want to go home he wants to be there and you've just given birth you don't want to be on your own with the child there's so much that i think is still very archaic when it comes to mums and dads and dads do do a lot more now and there's a lot more you know, we want it to be more equal in terms of parenting. No, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Definitely, um, the situation I've been in a couple of months ago, yeah. having Sonny, so Sonny was a, um, he was a, what's classed as a late miscarriage. Right. My wife had to then be induced and deliver him as a still. Mm. Um, that situation was very different compared to our two other births. Yeah. So, Normally, like you say there, you give birth and everything kind of gets ushered out. Don't mm-hmm. And overnight, you kind of have to go home and yeah. come back in the early hours. But with there, I give a good shout to Lancaster yeah. Hospital. They're so, so good. good. 
with the, with everything really. They gave us a good night with him and mm-hmm. and never made her feel alone at all. And let me yeah. always be there all the time, even yeah. if when we're in a ward, we had our own room. You know, just mm-hmm. so so. Then sort of stereotypes what you're saying there about where you, you get kicked out straight away because you you're a dad or whatever. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a case for yeah. that situation, which is amazing, really. Good, yeah. So I'm going to go a little bit rogue here in it. I'm going to just deviate off the questions if you don't mind me. Please say if you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But I just wanted to find out a little bit about, obviously you've been in the army, that's a whole different dynamic to what we've had on the podcast before. Um, so how is that as a dad? Obviously you're leaving your family for, I'm guessing, long periods of time. Um, how How's that for you and for you? Is it wife? Yeah, Sorry. wife, yeah. 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 Um, it's tough, it's very hard. I think I, I worked out the other day. I'm, I'm currently based abroad at the moment. Mm-hmm. And apart from being home uncompassionate at the moment for the past two months, yeah. which I'm going back next week, yeah. apart from then these two months I've been home, I was only home once before, and that was two weeks at Christmas. Right. So you think from, um, you think from last August to June time, mm-hmm. I was home Christmas for two weeks. And they came out to me for a long weekend right. around Easter time. So you can just tell it's, you're sacrificing a lot there. Yeah. I hate it as well. Do you? Like, yeah. I, um, you want a good career mm-hmm. to earn good money to, to provide yeah. for your kids. But more it's more to being a parent than providing. Yeah. Um, and this past year has probably been our, our most challenging, yeah. I'd say. Because um, other years prior to that have been based in the UK and I can get home every weekend right, or okay. if you have an early finish on a Wednesday you would well I say you would but most people do mm-hmm. sacrifice the, the evening by travelling three hours to get home yeah, just for yeah. two nights to tuck the kids into bed and, and spend the night with their, on the sofa with the missus watching mm-hmm. Netflix or something yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you do sacrifice that then you get up again early the next day to drive back that, yeah. you would you would do that Um not saying everybody would do that. Mm-hmm. I have met some people in the army that they're not great dads, mm-hmm. and I think being a parent, I think it just sometimes comes natural, yeah. naturally to you. But at the same time, you can be worked on. I think a good woman behind you, mm-hmm. or a good partner in general, yeah. can really help you be motivated to push forward. Yeah. My wife's very much child orientated with the kids, and she's very much as a family. We need to do this, and, and I'm all for that. But yeah. I can see how that can also drag back families apart where yeah. you get a bit of someone stubborn they'll be like no I'm not coming home I'm not driving three hours to yeah. tuck them into bed but to the kid you just being yeah, there to read them a story it. and put them to bed they, they absolutely love that mm-hmm. how do your kids find it do they ever say anything like yeah when it comes to leaving yeah, it's the say. worst time ever yeah. the, prior to me being based abroad um, it wasn't too bad because there was always no routine of daddy's at work Monday to Friday yeah I'm at home on the weekends and I, I did kind of just take over. I like to just play the part. Yeah. There's a wife, some some women probably love that. My wife's still a bit like, no, they're still in my routine yeah. kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's try and keep the routine the same. Yeah. But you just do the uh, the uh, the jobs of running around to all the different classes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do the ironing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the F fight very hard. I think my eldest feels it more. She's seven now mm-hmm. and... Um, Emotionally, I think emotions are quite all over the shop. Yeah. But we are very proud of her because 
how she just keeps chugging her way and mm-hmm. pretty much conquering life. She's doing so well. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it, it is very hard because that is not here at the moment mm-hmm. and it's not like I'm back on a weekend or... Yeah. But another good thing is technology. Technology yes. is amazing. We, I tend to notice when I first go away, mm-hmm. I get FaceTimes every hour or whatever. Aww. After school, yeah. before school... Lunch that just show them what they show me what they're eating. Yeah. You know what I mean? they, yeah. they got an ice pop off the granddad. They FaceTime me and be like, Oh, I got an ice pop. Mm. All right, yeah. And the next second, <laughs> the camera's facing the ceiling for 20 yeah. minutes because they ran away. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then I notice more throughout the time of me being away, mm. it tends to die down a bit. It's yeah. then every three days they might want to do it. Yeah. I don't like um, forcing it on them. So I noticed mm-hmm. at first if I ring them, Mm-hmm. And they're not interested. They're not interested. The, the, the kids aren't there. The free spirits. Yeah, that's it. They're younger. She's four, and she's just like, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not bothered. Where, whereas, um, yeah, I think you just don't can't force it on them. Yeah. And then throughout the time there, it keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah. And then they get a burst when the tears come and they start bringing you back every ten minutes again. But yeah, I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather stop doing what I'm doing work wise. Yeah. If it's not important anyway. And the mm-hmm. kids always gotta be first. Yeah. Okay, next question. Um, how do you feel about parenting? Good, bad, has it changed you? Any regrets? Yeah, parenting I was listening I was really thinking about this actually to be fair. And um I think being a parent for me, I don't think my life really started until I was a parent. Mm-hmm. And I was I was I think I I'd say I was young being a parent I think my life has been a really big roller coaster. anybody that really, really knows me even mm-hmm. will know it's not a normal upbringing of other people but understanding person would really have mm-hmm. um, but as a parent it's a tough question really no yes it has changed me I'm trying yeah. to think yeah, yes it has massively to be fair but as a person, I think my my base, my foundations were always there. Yeah. But I think being a parent's kind of polished me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've always had my beliefs in how people should be and how you should yeah. always try and be respectful and, and how you are. But probably my sh- straight talking sort of attitude had stopped. Right. So maybe maturity behind mm-hmm. it. I've matured a lot in that yeah. sense of, Maybe I can't speak exactly how I want to speak because mm-hmm. my kids are there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I need to take a moment. And yeah, my wife probably agree with me with that yeah. one. Yeah. I think when I was younger, it probably got me in trouble. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, hey, he's going off again. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's ranting again. You know, he's having a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the kids, you can't do that, can't mm-hmm. you? Um, but I don't really have any regrets, no. Um, the only regrets I probably have with parenting is. Probably should have maybe earlier in life changed my career path. Mm-hmm. I think um, I've done ten years now in the army. Right. Twenty nine years old. I'm coming to a, um, a crossroads where I need to make a decision where if that's leave the army or yeah. I fully commit to the army. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a unique situation with me and my wife is that she's never come with me within the army. She doesn't really know much about it. I try and right. keep army life away from them. Yeah. Um, I think if you. If I never, never told my kids I was in the army, they'd probably just think I worked away. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Because I never yeah. take anything. Oh, I don't like taking uniform. Home. I don't like taking anything right. like that. 
Um, so, yeah, trying to keep that away. I grew up in the army as a as a pad brat. My my right, stepdad, okay. who's, who's no longer my stepdad, right. <laughs> is a man my mum married. Who's, who's an absolute amazing guy. Mm-hmm. He raised me up as a child. He um, he's in the army, so he raised me alongside right. my mum, and then they separated when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. which then sadly parted ways. And mm-hmm. I still have contact with him, but I don't have contact with my mum anymore. Right, okay. Um. So I think a lot of things he does as parenting within the army and how he has a family now, I take a lot of things from him. And I go to him for loads of different advices. Yeah. If, I, if I need help with anything, um, he's probably the number one person I go to right. at the moment. So I feel like I need to ask you more questions on that. So that you've kind of, so that was your life as a child. Is that why you keep it separate for your family? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That, that is probably why. I think I had a really good life growing up. Um, i just go back a little bit, because I didn't really answer the first question mm-hmm. for, for me. Um, I was a local lad around here. Mm-hmm. My mum and my dad was together. They separated when I was very young, pretty much a baby. Yeah. Um, I went through the whole, they had like joint custody. I went to my dad's on the weekend. Yeah. My mum met another guy called Andy. Mm-hmm. and what an amazing person he was. He was a very young lad. He was about 10 years, I think, younger than my mum. Mm-hmm. And he took a family of, I think, four of us at the time. Yeah. yeah, he took a family of four on. And he was only about 19. And he took him right. on. He, he, he literally... Um, my eldest sister, I think, was something like five or six years younger than him. It's right. it's quite crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, my, later on... My, my my birth dad he, he passed away he had a heart attack and died at quite a very young age and Andy literally took the family on as his own mm-hmm. he moved us away from where he was living at the moment, at that time yeah. on the marsh we moved he moved us away to Chester Dale Barracks which is like a lovely place growing up as a child at Chester yeah. do you know what I mean we lived probably half a mile away from the zoo right it's all everything the, yeah the uh Aquarium was probably about a mile down the road. Everything's amazing. The schools were, the area as you know it is it's a yeah. it's higher end than yeah, yeah. than it is locally, which yeah. is a shame. But that that is the, that is it, isn't it? Um, he he brought us up. He he raised us, put his own. We travelled the country with him with his work. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. I look back now, and I, I I got a lot of life experience from that, um, but. I don't have them childhood friends of having them around all the time. Yeah. So far, I mean, compare it to my wife's life. Right. She's got friends that she went to nursery yeah, with and, yeah. and primary school. And, yeah. and uh, the, our daughters now go to the same primary school she went to mm-hmm. in Overton. And that the community spirit there is amazing. Yeah, the teachers remember my wife. Yeah. Um, and they always talk to the kids about how they look like the mum and so little things like that and, yeah. and, and how, how it compares really but then yeah. with my life I think it was a complete different where I um I was living in Chester I lived in London right. and then I got to the age of about 13, 14 and my mum and Andy mm-hmm. who, who the guy who, who is my dad I, mean, yeah, I look at him as yeah. my daddy raised me yeah. and uh, a big love for men that can take on a family yeah that's not theirs by blood but gives 100% like yeah. it. and I think it takes a really strong man to it do it takes that. a certain person to yeah, do that yeah 100% and I've got friends now that do that and I look mm-hmm. at them with 
in awe really because yeah. it's amazing because yeah. I'm in this sort of job where sadly anything can happen yeah. um, so anything can happen and if anything happens to me I would love for my wife to move on with my kids can can have someone they can look up to yeah. again like what I had in Andy he, yeah. he was a, an amazing guy and he, I think he installed everything that's in me mm-hmm. um, and I like Does that, that worry you? That yeah is that's, that like a big worry that's my worst worry I yeah. think the, the worry behind it is I work with a lot of men in a very mm-hmm. male dominant world yeah. and not a lot of them are very nice people and I, I mm-hmm. see that every day like some people you just look at and you think how they're still walking the streets really Cause, yeah. and I think that works it's in every job it's in every yeah. walks of life you, like, someone can work in co-op or, yeah. or <laughs> anybody like that and they can they can be horrible people mm. but no one really knows the true ins and outs of them yeah. but I think when you're working within the army of any forces you, you're on top of each other every day you, you literally you finish work and you go back to your accommodation you live right next to the guy do you know what I mean so you, you, you get to know each other really well and some people aren't very nice people mm-hmm. and it's a shame really yeah. and so my biggest fear for me is if something ever happened to myself in life even just crossing the road and getting hit by a horse sadly yeah. if anything ever happened to me my wife would meet someone actually a decent bloke yeah. because you get some women out there that they get a bad roll of the dice and they've had multiple bad men really yeah. not very nice people which yeah. is a shame mm-hmm. and I guess obviously when there's <clears throat> children involved yeah that's a whole different the, ball game isn't it like there's li- there's little lives isn't there like mm. I, I look back now with Andy <clears throat> he was such a good man yeah. he took us on and he gave us such a nice upbringing mm-hmm. where he could have been a different man yeah and that could have been an opposite upbringing yeah. it could have been could have changed yeah. your whole life yeah of course it could have yeah, yeah. It, he could have yeah he could have been the opposite spiral which Mm-hmm. sadly within the army you do see that yeah. because you do get a lot of divorces and you do mm-hmm. get a lot of uh, different different dads coming in or different mums coming in yeah. and uh, some people don't want to play the stepdad role or the stepmom role they want to just be the husband or the girlfriend yeah. or the partner or whatever it is to that person they don't want them to actually mm-hmm. step in and take the roles which also goes down to with parenting myself I, mm-hmm. I not well, not a stepdad or nothing like that but I've seen it where if I go out with my wife and my kids and they bring their friends along. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, yesterday I went to Gulliver's World and we went with my wife's friend and mm-hmm. their kids and uh, their son was misbehaving at one point, which by the way, she's a single mother and she does a fantastic job. Yeah. Like I, again, I looked at her and I thought, what, wow, what yeah. she's doing is amazing. But as you know, no full day with children no, is planned. Or, no, you know, yeah. And it's very hectic yeah so for about an hour that day the little boy was misbehaving mm-hmm. just, it was that down to maybe a bit being a bit tired from yeah, journey yeah. could be loads of different things he had wet feet because we, we took him in a ride do you know what i mean yeah. so next second his socks are wet he's, yeah. he's mold that's probably triggered it and then yeah. he had a, probably about an hour where he was a bit ooh, do you know what i mean kicking mm-hmm. off a bit my you could see she was struggling a little bit because she, mm-hmm. she was trying to get him fed and get, get his socks yeah. dry and stuff like that and my wife's like Go and, go and do something trying to help her out mm-hmm. but I felt like it wasn't my p- yeah. place to do that I think because I, I know I'm a guy and he's a boy and sometimes mm-hmm. you have that connection but at the yeah. same time I'd hate to, to try and step in and yeah. parent someone else's child mm-hmm. because I've had it done before where 
you're down on one knee and you're trying to discipline your kid, just telling them what, what they're doing is wrong, and then someone's coming up and going, do you want to do this? Yeah. And you're kind of like, or taking them off you, and they kind of just gone with them, because they're in it, they're the scapegoat, aren't they? And then you're kind of thinking, I've not got anywhere there, because yeah. I'm trying to discipline yeah. them, yeah, tell them what's mean. wrong, and they've just took them off you. Yeah. So then you're all day bitter, aren't you? Yeah. You're a bit like, <laughs> yeah. why have they just done that? But, yeah. Like they're trying to help, but that isn't what you need in that no, moment. No, I think at that moment, some people probably do want that. Yeah. Some people probably at that moment, but they like just take them away. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the situations I've been in, I don't want that. I kind of want me to mm-hmm. sort the problem out, and then they can yeah. go away. And then you can do the classic with the kids your way. You talk yeah. about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about? Any situations, circumstances that have affected this? I mean, we've probably discussed this a little bit already, but yeah, like like I I, I touched on there. I think my life as as a child myself was shaped a lot by Andy. He was a, yeah. like I keep saying, he's a fantastic guy because he is. You know what I mean? He, he deserves deserves all the uh, kudos he, he gets mm-hmm. really. Um, so I think my my life as a parent got shaped by him as a parent. Yeah. Because I saw how he was growing up, and it's like the most ideal. No one's a perfect parent, but to me, he probably was the most yeah. closest to perfect parent I could, mm-hmm. I could get to or see really. Yeah. Um, I would also say probably my in-laws as well. I don't have a great relationship with my mum. Okay. Um, sadly, when when her and Andy separated, she was she didn't go the correct way. I think right. as a parent, as a, as a human, she didn't yeah. go down the correct paths. And I think that affected me and my siblings drastically to the right. point of being we don't really have a family anymore. We don't yeah. talk. We, we talk very, like, very rare. And uh, it's never polite conversations. It's, right. it's, it's not very nice. Um, so I think because of all that, that's that stem from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and my in-laws, yes. Yeah, so because of my in-laws, I, I've spent, I've been with my wife since I was 14. So wow. I've been pretty much around her house since I was fourteen yeah. years old. So with with my in laws, I've, I've seen how her dad parents, her mum parents, I've seen how her family is like. To me, is a perfect family. Like they might not think that because yeah. every family has the ups and downs, yeah. don't they? But to me, their their family is like, it's it's, it's to me it's the golden standard really. Mm. Blackburn edition. Um, they're great people. They like both parents are together. Um, did the dad bickers because the mum was asking me <laughs> yeah. you know, the classic like, yeah. family home isn't it like, yeah. it's the normal I feel like a lot of my traits have probably come from my father-in-law as well yeah. so like even like, you pick up on the mannerisms you pick up on stuff he does mm-hmm. um, how when the wife's home from work he goes out and starts messing in the garden yeah. do you know what I mean like <laughs> the classic dad thing yeah. um, and just seeing how her mum as well just how, how she is as a, as a, as a proper mum yeah. she, she's always when she's home from work, she's ringing the kids, yeah. which the kids are like 40 years old to her, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. 40, 30, into the late 20s. Yeah. And she's ringing them, pecking her heads on. Yeah. on uh, what are you done to your house? How have you been? How's, yeah. the, how's the grandkids? And it's really nice. It's mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's what you want from a parent, really. Because um, my wife has it. And uh, oh, my mother-in-law doesn't listen to this. Because like, <laughs> she's she ringing my wife. My wife be like, oh, she wanting? And I'm thinking... <laughs> And I'm thinking in my head, I would love for my mum to yeah. ring me. Because she doesn't. And I would love for her to just one day just ring me and be like, yeah. how have you been? How's work been? How's this? How's yeah. the grandkids? But really, it's, I get a text message once every three week, three months right. or something. Where her, she's very lucky to have a mum she does. Because mm. she's a really fantastic woman. And yeah. 
I think that's with, with her whole family. I think they're yeah. very, but I think they do know deep down how, how lucky they are compared to a lot of other families. Yeah, and I think that just listening to you talk and stuff and your situation, I think that's really amazing how you've had such strong role models in your life that has then, I guess, helped you to kind of... Because you, your life could have gone a completely different way and you often find that when you maybe haven't got that support you need or the right kind of parenting that often people can repeat those cycles rather than make a change and you've not done that you've kind of used the role models that you have and shaped your life in a completely different way to what it could have gone and I guess that just shows like how I mean strong you are as a person as well and do you know what I mean? Yeah no I 100% like, agree with what you're saying and I think I've, I've not it's not been a clear run for myself no. it's been very um difficult then with people coming in and out of, out of my life um as, as i think that's why i want stability for my kids and yeah. my family because i don't want people coming in and out of their lives i'd rather cut someone off mm-hmm. than someone popping every six months yeah. i'd rather they just didn't come in i'd rather use a permanent person a visitor or yeah. someone that's not really there you, yeah. you need to be one of the other you can't be this um semi semi attack sort of thing of, yeah yeah no, do you know I what i mean agree. Um, yeah totally but yeah i, I agree with you I, I feel like with i've made characters in my life to, to kind of mold me the way i am at the moment i think mm-hmm. I, i'm not a i'm not a polished shilling and i think my wife really understands that i think she probably understands me more as a person than other people i have my days where i'm, I'm I'm not a nice person. I'm a nice person. Some days when you're just miserable and yeah, you, 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 yeah, you like have that, you have them we? days, yeah. don't you? And I yeah. think definitely when with with children, they can really bring it out of you yeah. where you feel <laughs> really drained and you feel like, wow, yeah. am I doing all right here? Kind of thing. And yeah, and I think I do get that support from my wife. But like you're saying there, with with role models and and definitely males in in my life, mm. I've had a few that's coming in and out, and you mm. you. Actually, it moulds you for not wanting that for your kids because you don't want your kids to have twelve different uncles or whatever it is yeah, and different yeah. stepdads and people are. Like yeah. What is your biggest value when it comes to parenting? My biggest value coming to pa- into parenting, probably the values I got brought upon, mm-hmm. and it isn't until I joined the army until I noticed Andy probably installed the army's sort of values in me right. which is being respectful to yeah. other people um, integrity of never lying mm-hmm. always on to your mistakes um, which are massive with my children and I'd rather they, they t- they've done something bad I'd rather they, they, they just told me the truth and then yeah. we can just talk about it and what's what's the correct way of probably going around it and what's mm-hmm. what's the wrong way which they should kind of steer away from yeah Probably a bit of loyalty as well. Loyalty with the um, your other siblings, family members. Mm-hmm. If you're out with your, for for example, my eldest is out playing in the front with the youngest. If her friends come along, you don't just leave your daughter, yeah. your sister, yeah, out. It's not fair. Um, it's like little things like that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think as well. Probably being committed to the family as well. As, as I was saying before, you you. I want the the kids to just remember who who the family is, and mm-hmm. if the if their cousins are coming around, that kind of they should drop what they're doing and come and spend ten minutes with the yeah. cousins, give them a warm welcome, and let their stay when they come around nice, not mm-hmm. not something they 
they're coming to like a hostile environment yeah. and they're a bit like, <laughs> like, oh, like oh, oh, yeah, they don't want to play with me yeah. and then they don't want to come again because yeah. that straight away can make rifts in families can't it mm-hmm. and you don't want a yeah. rift in a family you want everybody being on side and yeah. you want your support bubble your circle being as big as it can I think definitely with me being in the army my wife's sport bubble is it's quite strong to be, to be fair yeah. a lot of the in-laws do step in when I'm away to, to help out her dad does a lot of uh, stuff but my wife goes to work she's got a full time job I know I was in the best mm-hmm. from 8 in the morning to 8 at night 9 right. at night um, so her dad will drop the kids off at school yeah. when I'm not there he'll pick them up from school he'll feed them tea he'll, put them, he'll bath them and put them to bed and yeah. the guy's nearly touching 80 do you know what yeah. I mean he, he, and he can do that yeah. which is which is amazing um, did she already have quite a strong support network anyway or kind of did did she ensure that she'd got that when you she, like, no, because of her family background like I said before how, how good her family is mm-hmm. she's never I don't think she's ever even had to at Ask yeah, that they was always there, which is so good. Yeah, which that's lovely. If 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 I never had my wife, I, I was saying this the other day. If I didn't have my wife, I don't think I would really have a family. My family's not really, we're not a family, so yeah. I wouldn't have anybody. I wouldn't. If I had a dark day, I wouldn't be able to pick my phone up and talk to yeah. anybody. Where I'm in a position now because I'm a part of her family. I like to think so after fourteen years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could pick my phone up. I can message a brother yeah. if I need yeah. if I need something. If I, if I need to go out. To the pub and have a pint, he he will probably come with me or he'll, he'll do something. Um, again with his sisters or anybody really. I like to think they've got that sort of network that that it works and it, it's support for everybody. I think the full full family has support. I think you see that as well on um on the weekends. The nephews now they got to that age where they're playing football. You got to see it on the group chat. The families they yeah. they're telling them they're, they're playing who they're playing and what time. Probably even families down there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. in the waterproofs and they're all yeah. watching the, the nephews, <laughs> which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. You, you would never, not a lot of families do that. No. No one wants to really, some people, yeah, they've got nephews and nieces, but they don't be able to go around all the time. But they see each other every, straight away every weekend they're there. So yeah. the family's seeing each other all the time. It's, and it's really nice. And I think you really, you need support in life. Definitely, you do, yeah. But in the situation where in, as her, she is sadly a, a single mum mother. I, I'm not there. She's mm. she's a single mum. She needs that support, and yeah. luckily she does get that support. And that gives me the warm fuzzy feeling when I am away. Yeah, I guess that does that make it slightly easier for you when you're away, knowing that she's got that support. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I think if she didn't have that support, the questions I'm already questioning myself on now, mm-hmm. which is. I'm a look, should I look at leaving? Mm-hmm. I think that question would have came up a long time ago, right. a lot prior to to now. Yeah. I think that would have came up and that would have been a big thing. Um, but now I think I've come to a position where I've come, I have hit 10 years and sadly over 10 years, I've seen a massive decline within the military, which is, I think that's the, the public view on the military. Mm-hmm. No, one's, no one seems to be that fussed anymore. Yeah. Um, the Afghan war has pretty much stopped, has, stopped hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. You never see anything in the news. If anything does happen, it's never on the news. It's never in the yeah, paper. It's not in yeah. the front like it used to be. Yeah. It's like page 15, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's what miles back. And I think because of that, I think you kind of lose interest as well because the public's eyes lost interest. Yeah. And you kind of feel like, why are you doing that? Why am I sacrificing my time away now? Why have I sacrificed pretty much 10 months away from my kids this mm-hmm. past year? For, for what? Yeah. And, 
and that's a shame really but I feel like coming into the next couple of years will be a big turning point and then hopefully my wife wouldn't have to rely on that support bubble as much as she has doing as she is doing yeah. at the moment um, because she can just rely on myself and hopefully I can do that as a as a parent really yeah what has been your biggest challenge so far biggest challenge so far was there's there's been a few the first biggest challenge was probably having our young uh, eldest daughter the change from going from a young married man mm-hmm. that could go out on a Friday night and have some beers with his friends and yeah. all that sort of jazz to being a dad, your priorities change. Yeah. I can't even drink half the, the beers they do nowadays because you, <laughs> you, never, you never go out, do you, to, no. to even <laughs> sample what they are. Like, I remember yeah. going to a pub the other day, we went out, me and my wife, and I was thinking to myself, Where's, the, where's that Foster's gone though? <laughs> yeah. The Carlsberg gone. It's all like posh drinks, isn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah, I think that, that was a big challenge. Of it's chi- a massive transition, of, isn't it? Yeah, the transition of it is, is it's so scary. Didn't it just a young child, uh, young, mm. not a child, but a young adult yourself, which yeah. is like it's 21 years old. Mm. Um, At the time, did you feel young? I felt like a man, mm-hmm. but when I had a child, or even look back on some photos, I feel like I was a boy still. Yeah. I felt like I was a mature man in the army, jumped me had a world at his feet, had a beautiful wife, mm-hmm. nice house, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I was playing, my life was set up, and then I look back now and I think I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And I see that now in some, some lads in the army. Um, one lad the other month was like, oh, I'm gonna get married. Oh, how long have you known this girl for? It's like, oh, six months. How old are you? He's like 20. Two or whatever he is, twenty one. I'm thinking, not don't do it, but like, oh mate, you're so young still. Yeah. But then I look back at when I was twenty two, I was married, had a house, had a kid, had yeah. a dog, and, and it, yeah. I look back now, it's so stressful. Her Tina's sister, she's just had a baby boy. Mm-hmm. He, she brought him home yesterday, um, and that's another thing. I was I was helping her partner set up the um, bottle making machine. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And uh, I was helping set that up. And I, I felt quite proud of myself, really, because I felt like what I've gone through there, they mm-hmm. never used it before. But when her partner had, had kids, she used the old classic kettle and the bottle. And, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? An old school way. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of showing her how to, how to work it. That yeah. It was like buzzing. And I felt really proud of myself, really. I felt like I can kind of. I became like a full circle in parenting. Like I, yeah. I what I learned as a parent seven years ago, as a very young lad, I, mm. I've, I've got a full circle. I'm kind of like yeah. rubbing it onto someone else, really. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is good. I think as a parent, you you should be helping each other out. That's it. And as as parents, you need other parents. You need that kind of advice and yeah. support. Um, I think as well, and and other challenges, adapting to having a second child. That was a that was a big big jump. Um, yeah. Everything changes. I was talking to my wife again yesterday. We um, we was talking about like cars, mm-hmm. and you know when you make that like change up to like a seven seater. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't get a seven seater. We just bought a, a massive ugly car. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember and I was like laughing. Cause she's saying that she love a seven seater. Even if we don't have any more kids, she just mm-hmm. love one. Cause it's all, it's it's so good, isn't it? So much yeah, so much easier. Like going for long days out. Like yesterday, yeah. we all went. Our family and her friends' family, we all went in the same car. Like it was yeah. just so easy. Yeah. 
crazy. Um, and we were talking about the cars, and she was like, yeah, I really think the next car we should get is like a seven-seater. Mm-hmm. And then we got on to talking about that. I was like, well, how did you get rid of that really ugly car? It was like a spaceship. It was massive. <laughs> so how did you get rid of that? And she went, because she, you know when you go past like a building, or like a, and you can see, you, 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 you know, um, it's like a mirror, isn't it? You can see yourself yeah. in it. She said, I looked into it, and I thought, oh, my God. I'm um, um, young like she was like must have been 23 or something yeah. she's young she's driving this absolute monster of a car <laughs> it was so ugly and she thought that had to change yeah. I remember we only had that car for about two months or something. <laughs> it, was, it really wasn't long it was like a spaceship um, yeah so it's like just like the challenges of transitioning to that to another another one um, mm-hmm. having a dog as well that was so stressful me being away so the challenge yeah. for my wife was a massive yeah. one when my youngest daughter was born, she was born third of January, and then I deployed into the Middle East into Kuwait on like the twentieth. Oh so I think I think I just got my paternity leave, and then went straight back into work, and I, I went on a little task in abroad for just shy of two months, which I look back now and I, I really do regret that. Yeah. Um, really do regret it because I never sorted my wife that I, I could have put her down a path of postnatal depression easily and then you never really think about that at the time no. but now as a mature adult I look into that and think how how important it is mm-hmm. for for females to have that support at that time yeah. well not just for females parents for that postnatal depression you don't want them to you want to be there for them you don't want to create a problem for them and I probably could have potentially have created that problem um, which again very thankful to her support yeah. circle because she, she didn't have that problem in the that could yeah. have come from myself, which can you imagine the probably the guilt. So that's another thing. Challenges throughout mm-hmm. whole of parenting. Yeah. And then um the big decision of having two girls and as a as a guy, I've never really been bothered about having a having having a boy. I'm not yeah. that sort of bothered about you know carrying your name on. Yeah. I don't think it's a big thing. I just think it's old school tradition. Yeah. But my wife did say to me at the start of the year, I believe it was, or maybe Christmas when I came home, mm-hmm. she said, do you think we should give it a go kind of thing? But, um, but we did, yeah, we looked into it, mm-hmm. we, we thought, if it happens, it happens. She got pregnant, and then uh, we did a, when I came home, she did like a little gender reveal, with, yeah. um, it, it, and it was a boy, it was so buzzing. Um, because she, she told me, she's like, to be fair, I wouldn't have done a gender reveal if I knew it was a girl. Cause, <laughs> because cause you've already got two. But because I really wanted to see like, the, the, your face and the excitement yeah. and stuff, I wanted um, I wanted to do it. So she knew the gender, she didn't Aww. tell me she knew it. You know, the classic. I, did, I don't know. <laughs> but she just wanted me to kind of have that happiness moment. Yeah. Really. And, then, and then sadly, um, I was away working. Right. But luckily for me, I was working in the UK. Right. So again, um, based abroad but sadly when you do courses not sadly but when you do courses a lot of courses are within England or or Wales or all over the UK really and and luckily for me I was in South Wales at the time um, and I was on a range and I remember the uh, on a range obviously all the weapons are going off and a lot of bangs and everything like that I remember all day I had no signal I was on the top of a big hill and then my phone started vibrating and I pulled it out and then that's when I suddenly got given the news of uh, my wife went for a checkup and they thought whilst they're doing the checkup, well we just do a little scam whilst we're here. You know, I was trying to be nice to her. Yeah. Well, we do a little scam whilst you're here. Yeah. It's necessarily a baby. 
there was no heartbeat left in the baby and um, I had to get rushed back and I literally got crashed out of work within probably about an hour which is to be fair really good of the army yeah. that within like an hour they managed to pull me off the range right. get all my stuff and then I was in a four hour vehicle back up north getting dro- driven as well so I, they, yeah. instead of me driving they didn't want that they, no. they managed to pull two lads from from work and, and pretty much said you're driving this lad four hours up north and four hours back down tonight which they wasn't bothered about because they had the next day off and stuff yeah. like that and the, the army just kind of do stuff like that but so what was like that journey like for you that journey for me it didn't hit it, nothing it hit just... um i remember being in the vehicle and i got driven to another point and on the on an area which had signal and they're saying to me um, the guy who did it was he was a really nice guy to be fair mm. and he was like mate i'm just gonna get out of the car you have a, you have a cry and i'm like mm. but i'm thinking to myself like i don't need a cry because it's not yeah. hit me yeah. and i'm a bit like what's he on about him um, like, do you know what I mean I was a bit of co- yeah, I, was, yeah. I just didn't have a clue what yeah. it didn't really hit like I think it hit him more than it hit me when I yeah. told him um, and obviously I won my wife she was in bits and her friend had to talk to me on the phone instead of my wife which yeah. was understandable again she had the support of her friend uh, that day yeah. um, they told me oh, that's had news of her Sonny um, not having a heartbeat and I remember saying to my wife then as well on the phone which sometimes as a husband, then in the army, you're not there for your wife at all. Mm-hmm. I remember saying to her, like, I'm going to be here for you, I'm going to support you. Because um, all she was thinking in her head was, oh, you're on this really important job mm-hmm. course, like career course that you need to get done. I got home, anyway, I got home. I just remember giving her a hug and her tears and if the emotion of the next couple of days, horrendous. The next day we, we had to go up to the hospital and uh, anybody that deals with like a late sort of miscarriage you have to deliver the baby still so my wife had to um, uh, be induced at the yeah. hospital stayed there and it's the classic I think every parent knows this I think when you, you go into the hospital you, to give birth to a baby the dad's always starving isn't he <laughs> the hospital was always like yeah, I love. Do you want some uh, yeah. tea and toast? Yeah. And you're lucky as a as a guy to get get a coffee, aren't yeah. you? My wife's like, listen, just go out and get some food. You've been here all day. Um, I was like, yes. <laughs> so I remember walking out the hospital, and her she messaged me going, I think he might be coming actually. And I was like, oh, uh, how long have I got? She's oh, you got time? Go and get some food. I'm getting down towards KFC, and she was like, get up here now. Oh, He's God. coming. I remember we were going straight up there. And it, it's a bit of a weird situation, really. As a, a definitely as a woman, and and, and and as a as a male, being a part of it, I've been there for both my kids' births, my children's births, which I'm very happy about. But this one was the way it's laid out. It's still the same sort of process. You still get the contractions, and you yeah. still have everything of it. And I remember when he came out. I remember seeing him come out, and my wife didn't see him. And I remember kind of just like looking at him, think, still thinking like, what a beautiful little boy. Like, mm. You're still my son, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I remember the, the midwife, she, she she was amazing as well. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to take him and get him cleaned up and I'll bring him back. And then I remember my wife, you know when you kind of look at someone's face and it's kind of like the, the relief of it's being overdone with, but at the same time, that sudden weariness, yeah. like she wants him to be safe. I remember um, she brought him back in and he comes in like a little, like a, like a, 
like a little cock sort of coffin thing. Cock? Yeah, yeah, with like a it, it was beautiful, you know, it was like really nice, mm-hmm. like how it's all stitched and yeah. they got certain people that do it and um he's laid there, he's like a little blanket on it, it's it so cute and I remember we we just had him we was like, Can we just have him for a little bit? Like, yeah, have him as long as you want. And it, it this is this is like twenty seven minutes past nine at night. <laughs> so that at this point now we're We've kept him overnight with us in the room. Like yeah. we've had a night together with him, you know, just constantly could, could see her face. Of I think she felt so much guilt that it's happened, and then I I struggling to even show how do you support a woman in that sort of situation, and that that's a challenge. There, it's probably one of the hardest challenges I've been through as a as a man in in life, not just parenting. Yeah. Um, and then I remember the next day. I remember waking up, and I remember I remember waking up. I felt so so much guilt because I woke up and she was already awake, right. and I felt like oh, I've left her whilst I've slept, um, and she's crying, and she we're, we're looking at him, and, mm-hmm. and sadly at this point, you can you can, when the body passes away, you can start seeing it change, yeah. and we kind of as much as we didn't want to let him go, we knew it was the right time to go. And then we're getting the midwives and just saying. I couldn't even say it really. I was like my words were all mumbled and it was just more of like a a point and a shrug kind of thing. And they just knew really yeah. that process of that there and then the whole challenge of that day really that that's that that day is probably the hardest day of my life of um, trying to get my wife back home then comfort her. Also got kids at home yeah. and again we we drastically um, relied on the support for the first two days probably of her. Her dad, who really helped us out, really, um, and her mum, all the family, really, and everybody was so nice. Um, the worst part of that whole challenge was um, letting it be known to other people, because yeah. sadly, after we turned our phones back on after two or three days, um, till it waited ages, days, and probably up to a week, whatever, to really go back on the phone. We had to let it be known to people because you can't then go around on social media and start deleting all your posts and people yeah. start going, what's what's, what's going on? And I remember having my phone turned on, my, a really good friend of mine, he messaged me out of the blue and he was just like, because he's also in the army, so he's been away. He's just in the news and he was like, oh, mate, I bet you're so buzzing about having a boy because it's still so fresh. It was yeah. literally five days after the reveal. Um, I remember just looking at it and I, I didn't open it and then, I said to Tina, we need to do something here because people are still messaging. So I had to let it be known over social media, which is something me and her would never do because we were private people yeah. and it's on a really big public domain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then, I then remember going back on my uh, phone, I could see that he deleted the message mm. and then another message underneath just saying like, he's really sorry and stuff. Yeah. I remember just being like, it's not your fault, mate. Yeah. but the support we've had from loads of friends since then definitely Tina and I think Tina felt a bit of guilt over that because I think she felt like she was getting all the support from everybody you get showered showered, showered with gifts and flowers I think she kind of felt really bad because she's like well, no one's noticing you in this so I don't need a gift or a bunch of flowers for myself do you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's it's nice that people are caring about you really mm-hmm. and then uh Moving a couple bit forwards from there, we couldn't get any closure, I don't think, and right. because he, he uh, the vicar was on holiday, so oh, we gosh. couldn't get yeah, so we couldn't get um, Sonny's body cremated. Right. In that time, he, he needed his body needed 
to be blessed by the, the vicar. Right. Couldn't, because it was another day they couldn't get another vicar in. And it was a, such a nightmare. Um, but then the day of his cremation, it was only a small thing. Yeah. Me, my wife and her, her mum and dad went down. And, and it's kind of, you know, you have the moments in life where it kind of all pans out to, mm-hmm. and it all kind of just goes smoothly for a reason. We got there, obviously, he was a bit tearing, yeah. crying. And the vicar's late. He's uh, lost his car keys. <laughs> so, so, but because of this, the 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 undertaker there and the woman at just the reception, they the, the ceremony of it all. She, we got talking. She was telling us that oh yeah, he probably have a, another speeding ticket because he's always late. He's always getting speeding tickets, and this is a vicar. And you, we're like what? We get talking, and you know you. You know when you feel like you know someone before he comes in the room? Yeah. And when he came in the room, you think, yeah, that's that sort of guy. Like, this guy was just a character. He was just like, oh, yeah. So, and then he went, these have got the right place this time. And I was like, what? He went, oh, yeah, last week I went to um, I went to Kendall to do to do it instead of coming here because I went to the... So you're thinking like, oh, oh but... My yeah. Goodness. But this guy, is just, because he's such a lovely character, you just kind of yeah. just know... He, Nothing's missed is what he's doing. He's just yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, up, up it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just up there. Like, um, I think that really helped yeah. with 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 it. I think it kind of cut out the tears a little yeah. bit, and um, then the the undertaker pretty much said, "Like, do you want to carry his coffin?" Well, I remember my wife just crying, and, and mm. I, I just, you have to, I think, as a as a dad, I think if you're in life, your kids rely on you for different situations. And that's the only time somebody's ever going to look at me and rely on me to do the right thing. And I feel like if I never carried him in, I wouldn't have done the right thing as a dad. Yeah. So so I f- I'm happy I did that. Mm. That's given me a little bit, I think, um, closure with him. Yeah. And, and knowing that I've, what, when it's become a point I've had to help him and do what I can, I've, I've done it, I feel like, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah, since then, um, everything's... We had the funeral there, the cremation... Mm. And then we moved on to um, this is a very unique one. I don't if, if you've never had anybody in your family that's passed, you don't go through a company. <laughs> you go and pick his remains up or, or anybody's remains, and they come in a bag. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I remember we uh, we, we picked them up. It's like a little cardboard box, and then and you open a box up and it's just in a bag, and it's like wow, wow what the what's going on here? Yeah. So we've had to go back in like the next day, and we've had to pretty much urn shopping mm. like we had to find an urn with lights and what yeah. would he like and get him in it really pretty much in order yeah. and so it's a pretty unique situation yeah. which I never wish or hope on anybody really mm. because them sort of situations I've been in the past two months and me and my wife's been in we just you would never want anybody else oh. to go through that and I don't think you ever expect to be in that situation no, no, do oh, you? No. you don't ever expect no, not at all. I remember, I'm not fortunate, but there's a lad that I work under at work and he, he's had the same sort of situation and probably about a year ago, probably right. a bit less. I was talking to him about because he, he again will be, um, you go, how many kids you have? Classy when you're a dad. Yeah. Oh, how many kids you got, mate? Yeah, you're married, aren't yeah. you? How many kids you got? Blah, blah, blah. You talk about kids. It's like a big thing. If you're a proud dad, you talk about yeah. your kids all the time. So again, in the army, with good dads in the army, mm-hmm. Again, I remember is it Dan's podcast he said about yeah. good dads and bad dads yeah, yeah. again in the army you get good dads and a lot of bad dads yeah. um, this guy's a good dad and I remember saying how many kids you got he said 
three, and then he told me about two, and I went, oh, what about your third one, mate? And he went, oh, no, he was a, he was a stillborn as well. So then I got kind of a lot of convers- what I got from his conversation, and he's been very good, to be fair. I've spoke to him a few times on the phone, even where you, you, you're in that position where you just kind of need to talk to someone. Yeah. Not necessarily need to cry, you just want to talk just, to someone. Yeah. And uh, he's been amazing. Like a lot of things, like, what do you do with the urn? What, what have you done with that, mate? You sent me a picture of a little stand with a candle and he says he lights it every year for his birthday and mm. it's like little things like that. When, yeah. when you bring the urn home and like Sonny's in a little nice little urn on the side at home, you, even when you go out the house, you get that guilt of feeling you're leaving your child at home because mm. you're a bit like, I've got two kids to the back of your wife. Yeah. With, with, with your little boy, really, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and how did you, your children, your girls, yeah, so, deal so, with that? So the eldest cried. I'll never forget her tears and when we told them that they cry. She had it was from her heart really, you know what I mean? You could tell she was yeah. she was absolutely devastated. She was six at a time. She's just turned yeah. seven. But she's got ahead of an eighteen year old. She's yeah. so mature. And you could just tell like she was she was mm-hmm. absolutely devastated. It's like you look she just lost a little part of herself. Yeah. The youngest one didn't really understand it. She yeah. had a little cry, but didn't really understand it. To the point of being she didn't really know what what you we went by passing away yeah. and stuff and he won't come home to the point of being when we went to collect Sonny, Sonny's ashes. I remember saying to him like, "Girls, the youngest was at nursery and we was doing some holidays." I said, "You both need to get up in the morning because you're coming down and pick up Sonny." Mm-hmm. The youngest thought we was go pick up a baby because she didn't quite understand mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Where the eldest really has helped us. I think definitely me and my wife where you you emotionally feel like you can't talk about it. Yeah. She's been really good. Cause she, the knowledge she has for a young girl, she's no, it's this and it's that. It's mm-hmm. we're doing this and yeah. do you know what I mean? Little things like that. Yeah, and I guess as that that will keep you going as well, doesn't it? Like yeah, you know, you've got to keep. It it does, yeah. But it also gives you that fear, I think, as well as a as a as your young family, you mm-hmm. you want to grow your family more. Yeah. Like I feel like. I'll keep going me with kids so mm-hmm. I'm 50 if I could like, <laughs> just because of, you just they're so innocent souls and it's unconditional yeah. love isn't it for yeah. them and you don't ever feel love until you have a kid mm-hmm. I don't really no, think so yeah. like even if you love your, your partner you you kind of don't it's a different, it's a different love kind yeah, of love, isn't it? yeah. You, you, you do get that as soon as you see a baby mm-hmm. um, so I feel like you want your family to go but you also don't I don't want to put my wife back in that situation yeah. of ever having to torment a body again if that ever happened or because I just remember it I remember us yeah. having that conversation straight away but it's probably a bit too early where I was saying um, if, if you don't ever want another child it's fine mm-hmm. but I remember her just being like oh, never again never want to do this again yeah. where you would never ever hold that against anybody and I would never yeah. would do you know what I mean and I feel like as a husband and wife me and her grown more in this time I feel like yeah we've unlocked a new level of love for each other mm-hmm. because as much as you love each other you do take each other for granted yeah. in my job I'm away I do take for granted sometimes that she's a single mum at home yeah. she does everything pretty much herself she has to rely on family and she never have to rely on other people I think apart from your husband as a wife and, you, mm-hmm. and as a husband you should just rely on your wife That's the, that should be it really that's your connection mm-hmm. but she's had to rely on them other people because of, because of myself and um since that, since this all happened, I do feel like the love for each other's yeah. got a lot stronger. 
um, going to that though of being relied on I'm going back to work next week and uh, the whole reality of going back after everything that's gone on mm-hmm. she went back to work to last Thursday right. her first day back and I think I wanted her to go back before myself really yeah. just so if she had a bad day I, I was there yeah but if she has a bad day in two weeks time I'm not there I'm gonna be in a different country so mm-hmm. it's not gonna be as ideal I just want to yeah. make sure that she's aware that I'm very supportive of what's going yeah. on and she's got me do you know what I mean yeah and same with the girls the, yeah. the girls have got me they need me because again like you say um they they talk about Sunny every day. Mm-hmm. We don't hide the fact that we've got yeah. a third child, and I don't think she ever should do that. I that's another thing I asked my friend. I said to him, "How do you, how do you tell people about kids? Like mm-hmm. I need to." I said, oh, "You just don't. You do have three kids. They are your kids. Yeah. You're sadly not here physically right now, yeah. but that's, he's still there. He's your child, and, yeah. and it, it's so true because at first, that again being a dad of two daughters, I never thought I'd have a son. Mm-hmm. So ringing up to ask about him in the in the morgue mm. and going my son yeah i'm just ringing up about my son it's the words i didn't think i'd ever come out of my mouth so yeah. when it did come out of my mouth you don't think it's in that context of having ringing a yeah. morgue up really um <laughs> yeah. what do you wish you could change about parenting in general as in for everyone sure i i didn't think about this question um I haven't thought about many others, that's why it's probably a little <laughs> bit up in the air, but this one, this one hit home, I think, last night to me, mm-hmm. where I was listening to another podcast and there was one about like, nursery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% agree, I think it's an absolute shock that you have to pay the nursery bills we do pay, yeah. but then nurseries also need to be open for us, and, and we went to, our, both our kids, and, and my wife, again, mm-hmm. went to... Um, Butterflies Nursery, yeah. and that nursery is amazing. I would even pay them more money and be mm-hmm. skint myself because of what the job they do there. They do yeah. such an amazing job, and uh, they they deserve everything. They've been amazing to us throughout the full yeah. situation of everything. Um, like I said, my wife went there thirty not thirty years ago. She went there twenty eight years ago, yeah. so on. So. Um, it's been a part of her family for years and, and that place now is a part of our family, I think. Yeah. Um, but one thing I would change massively is IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The cost of IVF is, it's not ridiculous because it's what comes from from it and no price of a life is has a value. Mm-hmm. But looking now at, at friends I've got in the army who struggle to have kids because they are way too much because of the country, the, the the job title, and and I have some friends that we have to sign waivers after you've been so long away from your family. So you, it's the government's way of you saying you give permission to be away from your family without suing him or so on and so forth. Where I've had loads of mates where we're away, you're a different country going, if you don't sign it, you have to get sent home. But think about your, like, your career and your reputation, stuff like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I, and it's, it's shocking and lads are like forced into really signing it because yeah. they don't want to be that guy that doesn't um, so I know two friends at the moment that one their son is about six months old now he um, 
they went for IVF because he was always away. So they had to go for IVF to have a baby. Um, and like I was saying before, her sister, sister-in-law, they've just had a baby. Um, he's had a baby. He was born on Saturday night. And um, he came home yesterday and we went around seeing him and I was looking at him and, you know, when, before you got there, you did a classic, do you need anything? Yeah. We need some bread and we need some uh, milk. Yeah, mm. great. And if you like me, you just eat normal bread, any bread to bread, yeah. But they're like, what bread would you like? It's like seeded bread and all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's like an extra 20p though. <laughs> uh, so we got the bread, we got the milk and then my wife was like, Tell them what they want for tea. Don't don't ask them. Tell them what what we're getting them. Yeah. Like, oh, what you's having? We're not having anything. What are you having? I'm mean, just getting you some tea. So we went and got my Domino's. And we went around after. And her sisters, the lovely people, and they're like, uh, "How much do we owe you?" And it's like just, I'm thinking, me, I'd like you've just paid thousands of pounds after this little human, and maternity now sort of hit you so hard with the pay cuts and mm. your money gets literally taken off. You, you have no money, do you? No. You, you got not you. They're not allowed anything now for the next nine months. They got the, they got the savings. They got everything. They got to be all right. They got a good yeah, family. Yeah. They got to be fine. But I'm thinking like, don't worry about yeah. a twenty pound pizza and yeah. some bread and milk. Like, I don't want any money from you. Mm-hmm. As much as you, yeah, I didn't say that because yeah. I don't want them to feel like like we're thinking like that. But you just paid for this life to be born, yeah. which you shouldn't have to pay no, the money you, you've had to pay. Because it's ridiculous it how much it is. And it's a total, it's a postcode lottery. It literally is, it's, yeah. It's... It blows my mind. I, I can't comprehend how they work it. It yeah. just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense really. And, no. And so the money they've they've done and um, with the situation of it, because it's all... Um, LGBTQ yeah. plus community. Yeah. Um, sadly, there's two women. They've had to go through IVF. Not sadly, yeah. but they had to go through IVF to, yeah. to get the outcome they wanted. Um, and her sister's partner, she's only got two kids as well for IVF. So you work out all that money that yeah. they've made. For, they've had to fund for that family to be a family. Yeah. They've now got two girls and, and, a, and a little boy. And, they, and that's so much yeah. funding. And it's just. The amount of money that's wasted on other stuff that could, well, yeah, I, I can't even, it, it really frustrates me. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it really does. It's definitely when you... Like, look, you know, like you say, that it's a life. Yeah. Like, you, you shouldn't have to, like, I know myself for the army, um, they do have some cases where the army funds one one session of IVF I don't really know how IVF works I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert but they do fund so much so I know my friend he, he got it for free yeah. but I know another friend that had to pay okay, yeah. but both in the army mm-hmm. but one could go down a scheme and one couldn't because yeah. of the certain bracket they must have hit yeah, um, it's, uh, yeah. yeah and it's like you're, you're allowed this much but then if it doesn't work well that's, that's your chance that's like, your, how yeah. can you set, how can you yeah. put that on somebody yeah. everybody the should the stress. have a right yeah. To have a child, yeah. you know, like if they want one and it, it can't happen naturally, well, they shouldn't be penalised because of 
like where they live or how much they they earn or you know how many attempts they've had already yeah it's it doesn't work like that it shouldn't work no it like shouldn't that. it shouldn't be yeah like you say like it's pretty much dictated isn't it by someone that doesn't really understand people's yeah. situations and what they are and you don't know what their life's like mm-hmm. even if someone's got 12 kids and they're, technically they're still another child and they have yeah. to go for IVF and they, they can't they can yeah. they, sh- they should still be able to if, yeah. if everything's still fun- like uh, functioning correctly mm-hmm. um, it's such a shame so like with her sister she, she, they were, this boy's beautiful a little beautiful boy but it's a really bit sweet for me and my wife because everything from two yeah. months prior was sunny and then I had this feeling yesterday with my, my wife straight away as soon as he's born oh, I really hope they let me go I really want to go up to the hospital. Yeah. I want to, and then she literally did. They're like, "Yeah, go up and see him." She was <laughs> gone. She come back, and I could see her. She was so happy when she came home, and she's like, "I just feel a bit like, a bit guilty." But it's like, do you know what I mean? I, sh- I feel like I shouldn't be this happy because of Sunny, but at the same time, you gotta be because her sister yeah. was just had her first baby. Do you know what I mean? And because mm. um, I've been in the family for fourteen years, and I've known her for fourteen years, and she's coming to late 30s now it's the, not her last time to have a child but that moment where it gets more risky isn't yeah, it yeah. she needed that child really right now it, yeah um so it's it's that like bittersweet and then yeah. i had that feeling yesterday she's like Do you want to, we're gonna go around and see the baby yeah. some like birthday baby baby cake and so far yeah. and i even had that feeling of oh, you know what i mean mm. Like you want to be there for them, but at the same time you, you just got to think about your you thinking about your little boy and you think yeah. like, kind of not, sh- it should be us bringing a baby home as well yeah, and yeah. And, um, and everybody coming that. towards yeah, you yeah. And, and you just, but, but them feelings kind of do go straight away mm. when you become if you're level headed kind of thing yeah. you, you kind of get used to it. And I feel like the situation's sunny. If you are going through quite a hard life, mm-hmm. to it feels like I don't. It doesn't affect me, I don't think, as much as my wife. Because yeah. I feel like I've, I've been for quite a lot. And with stuff with death and stuff like that, mm-hmm. as humans, we, we, we're not really used to death, are we? No. But I feel like with situations that I've been in with family and even some like work friends yeah. and and just friends in general, whatever it be, in general, you kind of get used to death being a kind of like an yeah. accepted thing. So I feel like I've, I, I've accepted it all a bit more than other people might have yeah. but that's just the situation I've been in previously um, but yeah IVF is that would change that in a heartbeat definitely if, I don't know if something I, could, I don't even know how to get into it I'm a politician yeah. money wise and they, they've put a money they put a target on it but these certain businesses must make so much money from it as well and yeah. and you a desperate parent would pay anything for a child that's it, isn't it? You wouldn't, you like, I, I, I would. Anybody would, uh, yeah. I think. You, you, you would literally. You could, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, that's the big one. I'll say that's like the main thing. Prior to thinking about that, if I didn't go and see Baby last night and go and see them last night, I probably wouldn't have thought about it in that context. Yeah. If they didn't ask me for how much the takeaway cost me, I wouldn't have thought about <laughs> yeah. it. But it's it's crazy what triggers your mind. Yeah. And like I said, uh, I think to myself, 20 quid takeaway. I think like I'd be a bit of a scumbag if I took it. <laughs> you wouldn't, yeah. That's that's two loads of baby milk. That's yeah. babies feeding for the next two weeks. It's mm-hmm. Little things like that. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this podcast, 
please don't forget to follow, review and share with other parents you know. You can now listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and YouTube. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch via any of my social media channels, website or email. Thank you, Kane, for joining me on today's podcast. It's been great to have you and thank you to everyone for listening.